1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village Podcast Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. So, I wasn't planning on doing a podcast this week, but I decided to share some tips that can be parenting related but don't have to be. And those tips are on making lasting change. Now, I'm constantly working on self improvement. Who do I want to be next month, next year, in five or 10 years? how am I going to get there? That's the bigger question, right? So I've had a lot of practice and truth be told, change is hard. It takes a lot of commitment, effort, and consistency to make new habits stick until they become our new normal. So I wanted to share some words of wisdom on six tips that have helped me to make lasting change and create those new habits. In these days of contemplating change, whether it's around parenting or anything else, what we want to change, and just as importantly, how we're going to make it stick. So here are some words of advice to follow. Tip one for lasting change, make sure it's for you. Any change that isn't deeply meaningful to you will fail. If you're changing to win approval of family, your partner, or anyone else, your boss, your coworkers, your friends, it won't last. It must come from within. My husband and I have been discussing this a lot lately, and in sharing what we want from ourselves and from each other, I'm always careful to let him know that I want him to be the person that he wants to be, that he cannot make any changes for me or it won't last. And even worse, it could build resentment. I don't want him coming back to me and saying, I changed for you and you still aren't happy. All I ask is that he works on becoming who he wants to be and finding his happiness from and for himself not through me or for me. Whatever his goals, my support is always there. All he has to do is ask. So you want to ask yourself why you want this change and make sure that the answer is initially about you, which leads to my next tip. Your whys have to be bigger than your excuses. We will constantly come up with excuses about why not to change. I'm tired. Everyone's on my nerves. It's too cold. It's too hot. I'll start tomorrow. I don't know how to get started. The list goes on and on. Change is hard. So the whys had better be compelling. Now, I know this is really cliche, but I want to use the example of weight loss just simply because this is a goal that is pretty easily measurable. So, Your reasons for weight loss could be many, but it could be to set a healthy example for your kids, that you're tired of feeling tired, that you want to feel confident in your own body. Whatever it is, you have to know the reasons and really want them. When it comes to parenting, it may be that you want better relationships with your kids than you had or have with your parents. You imagine your current and future relationships with them full of connection and respect You want to have influence in their lives because they respect you and they respect you because you show them positive examples of how to discuss conflict, how to stay calm in the face of struggle, or how to communicate effectively and share what you need and want effectively, that how to say you're sorry and mean it. These are all big reasons. And if they're deep and meaningful to you are going to really help propel you forward in your goals. Tip number three is be reasonable. Now what this means is don't bite off too much at once. If your current habits have become so ingrained, such as yelling when your kids don't do what you ask, allowing your toddler to rule bedtimes, unhealthy habits with nutrition, sleep, exercise, or stress, it's going to take some time and some patience. You aren't going to be 20 pounds lighter next week. The most patient parent ever whose child goes right to bed without a struggle the minute you snap your fingers and decide you want life to be different. So be patient. Choose an area or two to tackle, and choose one or two habits to change in those areas. Get those new habits down well for two to three weeks before adding another change. So if you want to stay more calm in your parenting, first pinpoint the times of day or exchanges that are the biggest struggles. Pick two habits or tools you're going to work on changing or implementing and really focus on those. So when parents take my positive discipline classes, I tell them not to change all the habits at once. It's too much and you get lost in it all and overwhelmed. And pretty soon you realize you aren't changing anything. So pick two new techniques and focus on those. In the positive discipline classes, I tell parents to focus on the positive tools first and use those frequently and consistently for two to three weeks. Now there's two reasons for this. One is so that it's not so overwhelming it's not too much to remember and try to change all at once. But the also the positive tools help increase helpful and cooperative behaviors and decrease the negative ones, which means when it comes time to have to use other tools, like coaching, not that that's a bad tool, it's a great tool. And the three different types of consequences among others, you need to use them a lot less often. The other way is to choose one issue to tackle and just get that under control first before going on to the next one. When parents come to me for coaching, there is often a whole list of behaviors they wanna change, but we have to start with one or two. If this is your approach, start with the one that will relieve the most stress or free up some time for you, which will get you into a positive cycle or a more positive cycle. So if bedtimes are a nightmare and you're spending an hour or more struggling to get kids in bed, you may want to start with this. Parents need and deserve their own time in the evenings. Now, of course, I have two bedtime classes on the website, one for infants up to 12 or 18 months, and then another for toddlers and beyond. So you can check those out if you're struggling with bedtimes. If mornings are always crazy in your house and you're trying to get a handle on those, pinpoint the struggles and then how you would like them to go instead of the way they're currently going and start working on that. Power struggles and getting kids to listen are great classes for those struggle and times of days too for getting a handle on things. So you can find those classes on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the discipline section if you're looking for some help with any of these types of issues. Tip number four for long-term change. Remember to give credit it's common to be too hard on ourselves. Now, I'm not saying give yourself a continual pass for not performing. Like every day you don't get up and go to the gym. You don't get to give yourself a pass for that. There's no credit there. But sometimes we've made strides and we fail to see it or we fail to give it enough credit. I've had parents not realize how much better they have done or how much their child's behavior has improved until they look back at an original email to me with all their struggles or they go back and listen to a podcast where their question, was answered and all of a sudden they realize how far they've come. I've gotten many emails with these epiphanies. I've done this for myself with my business. I put so much pressure on myself to grow and to get out there much more than I've been able to do. And I have a mentor who's like, "Aaron, you need to look back at your year or look back at the last couple of years and look at how much you have done. And considering the fact that I do still have three children who are pretty young among my own workouts, my marriage, my kids, their activities, their homework, It's a lot to handle, including trying to grow a business. So I've been told to give myself credit where credit is due, and I haven't been very good about that. So this is one that I have really learned, is to look back and give myself credit for all the things that I have done. Small changes over time add up, and we just don't always see it when we're mired in the day-to-day. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at ByHeart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tip number five, and this is kind of a flip side of number four or kind of another angle of number four, but you also need to be honest with yourself about your effort. It's important to be able to honestly assess your effort, meaning are you really implementing your effort and your new habits fully and consistently? I remember when I was trying to lose weight and it just wasn't coming off. I was so frustrated. I thought I was working really hard. No, I was working out a lot. I'm great at that piece of it and I thought I wasn't eating that much. But once I got a points-based app where my food is based on points and I would enter it into the app, I realized I was eating way more than I thought it was, way more than I should have been in order to lose weight. Once I used the app consistently and stuck within my points, and that's not easy by the way, the weight came off pretty quickly. So if you're struggling with bedtimes, Are you being consistent every night, consistent with every return to bed in order to fix the behavior? Or have you let behavior slide on some evenings when you're tired or lost your cool on the 10th time your toddler got out of bed? Giving a payoff for the behavior. Consistent, solid effort in any goal does pay off. You just have to find that tipping point and get there. Now, my tip number six is you want to reassess every few weeks. If you're putting in a solid, consistent effort and are truly not seeing any change or seeing very little, it's time to problem solve. What can you do differently? What other efforts can you apply to the situation in addition to what you're already doing? Or how can you approach the issue from a completely different angle for a better result? You want to problem solve that. Now, This last one, it's not really a tip I had in the list, but it's something worth mentioning. And this may not be an issue for many of you, but if you're looking to make big changes, there can be deeper things that hold us back. Now, this is something I was struggling with and I didn't even realize it. But if we're making big changes, if we're pushing ourselves to that next level, whether it's professional, physical, or interpersonal, sometimes we're afraid of leaving others behind. We get comfortable in our lives. And the effort it takes to overcome our current struggles often outweighs the discomfort of not just the effort itself that it will take, but of leaving others behind, those who have been our support up to this point. And this can be painful. The idea of leaving people behind is painful, but also Those people may not be very supportive if they fear being left behind. And this happens a lot with the big changes. So often the idea of finding new support of those who share our goals and visions can be scary. It's a big leap of faith that the type of people we need will be there for us. This is often a bigger decision and bigger commitment than it seems at first. But for me, the pain of feeling stuck in a place where I'm not giving life my best, which means I'm not giving my kids my best, my spouse, my friends, and certainly not myself. I owe it to myself and everyone around me, to my listeners, to my customers, to get out there, grow, and give it my best effort. If someone feels left behind, they're scared of losing me or they're resentful then they don't have my best interest in mind and it's best for me to move on anyway as painful as that can be it's not easy but it's still best if I want to grow and need to grow so not too long ago I was listening to a snippet of an interview with Rachel Hollis on the Lewis House podcast and I don't know how many of you follow either one of those two, but she was talking about being equally yoked. So at that time she was doing a lot of interpersonal work on herself and growing by significant amount and she was leaving her husband behind and she had a conversation with him about them needing to be more on the same page, about needing to be equally yoked, that she was leaving him behind and if he didn't catch up with her, that they weren't going to be able to stay together. And so what ended up happening with these two is that he ended up doing the exact same work that she did, reading the same books, and they went to a seminar together where they did a lot of this interpersonal work on themselves and with each other. And they now have a really amazingly close relationship. But the idea of this, of making those big, huge strides and changes can be scary if there's someone in your life who may or may not... Be ready to come along with you. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. And she and her husband are a great example of this and of how sometimes people will come along with us on our journey and we can grow together, which is... Okay, a few announcements. First, an apology for not getting the class. You're developing preschooler up yet. My computer was grinding to a complete halt a few weeks ago and I had to get it into the computer doctor. It was on a Saturday, and they ended up having it for four days, and Saturday was the day I was going to finish it up, and it just didn't happen, so I was working on my iPad, which really cramps my style, but I just can't be as productive, plus I obviously can't record and edit classes on it, so I promised to get back to that next week because all the holidays got in the way, of course. But it is almost finished. Secondly, I'm working on posting more to Instagram, and I'll be sharing some more motivational quotes around setting New Year's resolutions over the next week. And you can follow me there at IronMom2020. And lastly, I now have chat on the website. So if you're looking at any of the classes or a membership and have any questions about the site or looking for something in particular, not parenting questions, of course, you can chat with us almost any time during the day from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time including weekends. We're available most weekends. If you are a member and have a parenting question, you can submit that through your membership page to get answered by me within 48 hours. Or if you're not a member, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Or if you're not a member, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com to get answered on the podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next week.